1: There are two layers, kind of like your first first line of defense, second line of defense if the first one fails. So the first layer of things you can do right now immediately to stop procrastinating are more surface level things. And I don't want to say this in a way that it's not going to work. It's going to work very powerfully if your procrastination problem is light to medium so if it's not like a deep deep fear about something very bad happening or if you're not completely exhausted like if you have a mild procrastination issue or yeah light to mild procrastinating procrastination issue and even if you have a huge issue this is going to help you number one is do what you dislike doing first Because we tend to push away or push back the things we hate doing. But that is a vicious circle because, again, you will still be thinking about it while you're not doing it. It's going to be in the back burner in your mind, pumping your energy, worrying you, creating anxiety. And you'll have to do it anyways, right? But the more you don't do it, the less you want to do it, the more you procrastinate. It doesn't work. So do what you dislike first. First thing in the morning, just make a list of all of the things you have to do, underline the two or three things you really don't want to do, and get them out of the fucking way right now, and then everything will be like a breeze, like a walk in the park. Number two, which is significant, even if you have a massive procrastination problem, this is extremely relevant, is less is more small and actionable objectives instead of huge to-do lists that are going to overwhelm you so if you usually have a to-do list that has I don't know 10, 10 items a week literally pick three even if you feel that you're not doing enough even if you feel that there are many super important things you need to do I don't care Pick three and set yourself the the objective of doing these three things throughout the week or the day or the month or whatever that might be because it's going to take so much pressure off your shoulders and once you actually achieve those three things, it's going to give you so much positive energy and momentum to do more. And this is not just airy-fairy advice. It's based on a great book I read, which is called Feeling Good by Dr. David Burns, who is a leading expert and probably one of the founders of cognitive behavioral therapy. He worked with severely depressed people, some of which, you know, had gone to extremes who didn't want to live anymore. And one of the things he says is, because he has an entire chapter on procrastination, is less is more. Like, have a ridiculously small to-do list where you can gain regain confidence in yourself and rebuild a positive self-image because procrastination is very damaging to a self-image. So rebuild a positive self-image by doing baby steps one thing at a time. Then what you can also do is making a list of all of the benefits of not taking action and all of the costs of not taking action. And the costs have obviously to be higher <laughs> for your mind to shift. If you have more benefits than cost, this is not going to work. So let me give you an example. Um one of the things that really made me procrastinate intensely is this stupid thought, oh my God, the damage is done. I've been away from my audience for so long there's no coming back from this they probably hate me, they forgot about me, they went to other coaches, I lost all of my credibility, blah 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 which made make me procrastinate even more but then I just took a piece of paper and write it, don't do it in your mind and I wrote down the benefits of not taking action. And the benefits is that it's it kind of feels safe and comfy to be on TikTok all day. And I don't need to think about anything. And it's a bit less scary because I, I don't have to face my problems. So that were my benefits. And then the costs. And some of the costs were, well, two months ago, I already felt like shit and I already felt like the damage was done. And that my life was over and my business was over, but now it's four months later and I still feel that way. But I feel even worse. So one of the costs is that every day that goes by that I'm not doing anything, I'm actually feeling worse. Cost number two is, ultimately, I'm going to get back into it, right? Because I have two options: either I procrastinate forever and give up my business, which means I would go back to my ninety-five, or Ultimately, in one month or six months or 12 months or five years, I stop procrastinating and I actually get back into it, even if it's with baby steps. So by just procrastinating more because of fear of what is going to happen, I'm just delaying the fact of starting again because I've already figured out that I'm not going back to my 9-to-5 and that I'm going to make this business work. And that ultimately I will have to start again one day. So do I want to start again now or do I want to start again in five years or five months, right? So really make a list of the costs and the benefits and you'll soon realize, but write it down, that even though, you know, it's cool to browse browse TikTok and cat videos and, you know, do nothing in your bed, ultimately, you you kind of know that you're going to get back into it sooner or later. So it might as well be now, even if it's scary. Aspect number four is realizing that there is no failure. There is just trying out things and adjusting. Uh, I'm not going to get into cheesy and inspirational stories of, you know, how Steve Jobs tried to do the first iPhone and it didn't work and then they tried and failed and succeeded because you already know these stories. But... We need to change the meaning we associate with not reaching an objective. That is the most fundamental and simple advice I can give you. If I have a launch and it flops, I have two options. Option number one is thinking, oh my God, this is it. I can't launch. No one likes my program. I can't do this. It's never going to work. And I'm a failure and I suck and no one wants my program and blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, if that's how you're going to think you might as well go back to 95 right now. Option number two is realizing that while I have all of those thoughts and that's just how our brain works, still, you know, there's another part of me that says, well, no, there there must be a way to succeed. Like other people have succeeded or I have succeeded in the past. I have gotten clients in the past. So there must be a way I can do it again or figure something out. This is what we want to adopt. Knowing that if something didn't work, first of all, okay, maybe strategy wasn't on point. That can be adjusted. Maybe mindset wasn't on point. That can be adjusted. Maybe we just got unlucky, wrong timing, you know, people just left on holiday, they were just not, you know, in the headspace to buy our offer. Okay, I've learned from this. I can probably recycle and repurpose some of my content. Maybe all of the emails I've sent out are already ready for next time. I don't have to write those emails again because I've already created them, right? So we need to see quote-unquote failure as... Yes, a hard blow, but also an opportunity to grow. And sometimes you can have done absolutely everything right to perfection, right mindset, right strategy. It still doesn't work because the universe has a greater plan, because the universe can see something that you can't see right now, but that ultimately will lead you to the path you're supposed to be on into more abundance, joy, fulfillment and happiness. So whatever happens, you win. Either you win content that you can repurpose, either you win lessons, you win in terms of tweaking your strategy or mindset for next time, or you are against what seems to be a wall right now, but that is just basically a big step to your next level that you can't see this moment in time but that the universe can see tip number five or six or whatever that might be commit to 10 minutes a day and that's it so especially if you're severely procrastinating there is no point in living in this fucking utopic vision of us being super productive for six hours a day to catch up on everything we haven't done, because it's just not going to happen. The reason why we've been procrastinating is because everything feels overwhelming. So what if I told you 10 minutes a day is all it takes? You sit down and do something for 10 minutes. Even if you're writing a sales page, okay, 10 minutes, maybe you get one paragraph done. Or even if you want to write a piece of content, sit down and do 10 minutes. And even if you're not done writing that piece of content, you can do 10 minutes tomorrow, 10 minutes the next day, and then you'll be done. Does it sound ridiculous? Maybe. But 10 minutes a day is better than zero minutes a day because you've been procrastinating. And second of all... Odds are that when you do those 10 minutes, you'll probably feel like doing more afterwards. It's like going to the gym. Do I want to go to the gym? No. Does it feel okay to do 10 minutes of exercise or even at home? Can I commit to 10 minutes, like a 10-minute YouTube video and moving my body? Yeah, and odds are that once you've done those 10 minutes, you probably can do another 10 or another 20. So commit to 10 minutes a day and that's it and see what happens positively after that. Last but not least for the first layer of defense is have an action plan that feels good to you. That kind of goes with what we mentioned before of if it doesn't feel aligned, if it doesn't make sense, if you don't know in what direction you're going, it's only normal that you're procrastinating. So have a clear action plan that makes sense to you. If a guru is telling you to do something and you just don't get it, that is not a plan that makes sense. Just because it makes sense for someone else doesn't mean it's going to make sense for you. So come up with a plan that you feel great about and if you don't have a plan, find a coach or a program out there that you like, that you resonate with And that is aligned with your values and your vision and then invest in that. So someone who's been there and done that can show you the way. Now, second layer. So if all of the above fails, we need to dig deeper. Um, Number one that you would do is go back to the list that we mentioned before. So the reasons why we procrastinate, which were fear of failure, fear of success, overwhelming exhaustion, misalignment, lack of clarity, fear of abandonment or not spending enough time doing what you love and figure out which one or which ones are affecting you and now you actually have a very clear path to what you need to heal internally. So if it's fear of failure, you'll have to do whatever you need to do to heal or at least alleviate the fear of failure to a point where you can actually start taking action even if it's not great and even if it's imperfect. So go back to the list and figure out, become aware of why might, what might be the reason why you're procrastinating in the first place because now you actually know what your problem is and once you know what your problem is, of the problem is already solved and that can be done through many many ways right in the work whatever floats your boat I personally use EFT hypnosis meditation and hypnosis recordings timeline therapy journaling shaking it off or exercising it off and breath work and cold showers if you don't really know why you're procrastinating, so everything makes sense, but you're like, mm, I'm not sure we're really hitting the nail on the head, hypnosis, hypnosis is going to be your best friend. And we have a, a hypnosis on procrastination in the Abundance Magnet program, actually. So it's a guided hypnosis, and you can also do this in other ways, obviously, that will regress you. So ask your subconscious mind to bring you back to the exact moment that's triggered the procrastination or ask your subconscious mind why it is making you procrastinate in the first place and your subconscious mind has all of the answers all of your memories emotions life events and also stuff from past lives or past uh, generations are stored in your subconscious mind it's like a massive data bank And it will have the answer as to why you're procrastinating. And hypnosis can be absolutely life-changing. And last, no, not last, but not least, we have two last points to help you. Is number three, don't let anything mean anything you don't want it to mean. I have done that mistake over and over again. And it was so damaging where... If a launch didn't go as planned, I said, well, okay, well, if I couldn't make my launch work, it's because my mindset was not in the right place. My energy was not in the right place. And I am the biggest fraud because I'm a mindset coach and I can't even get my own mindset shit together. So who am I to coach other people and create content, helping other people to overcome their mindset hurdles? and that made me procrastinate so bad because one i was deadly afraid that i would launch again and fail again which was de- which which would just reinforce that something was wrong with me and two i felt like a freaking hypocrite of telling other people how to overcome their mindset issues when i obviously couldn't overcome mine All of that problem was created in my mind because of the one assumption and the one meaning I associated with one launch not going as planned. That meaning being my mindset is wrong or my energy is off. That is the meaning I associated with the launch not going as planned. In hindsight, that wasn't the problem. The problem was that I was wanting... To generate money for the wrong reasons, which I've already kind of talked about sometimes in other podcast episodes, and that I will definitely talk about much more in depth because I think that many people are in the same situation once the situation is solved. It's still kind of an ongoing thing, so I'll talk about it more once it's solved. So I wanted, like, some of the reasons I wanted to make money and launches to be successful were the wrong reasons. And again, the universe will never allow you to do something that is not for your greater good. And that's why the launches were not working anymore. It's because the universe was trying to tell me, and it got louder and louder, Ines, as long as you're not listening to, you know, as long as as you're not following the path to your own fulfillment, we are not going to allow you to have successful launches. Because if you have successful launches, from a place of misalignment, you will have no reason to ever change anything and go deeper to solve the core of the problem. And that's what I understood way, way, way later. So the meaning I associated with the launch not going as planned was awful. It meant that something was wrong with me, that I was incapable of uh, changing my mindset, which made no sense because I, how can that be if I made 350,000 in less than 18 months, right? But your mind, when it's in bully mo- mode, it will just bully you relentlessly. So the negative meaning I associated with the launch, quote unquote, failing, created so much stress and damage to my self image and my self worth. That I then started procrastinating doing a new launch because it meant that if that launch didn't work everything would get even worse so it was way safer and easier not to do anything and thus procrastinate. So don't let anything mean anything that you don't want it to mean because if you associate or if you let something mean something that is really hurtful or emotionally distressing, your mind will do everything it can to avoid that potential situation, and it's going to make you procrastinate. Last but not least, so significant, is getting back, kind of like how to get get back into it after a long period of in action or not doing the things that we wanted to do We're after a long period of procrastination when we feel that you know everything is exploding that the damage is done that we've been away for too long that we have to start from square zero basically and in a nutshell all of the negative emotions that are going to be triggered when you think those things or all of the negative emotions and the fears and the doubt and the worry that you're experiencing as you want to get back into it and as you ease yourself into this routine and taking action, all of those emotions are a reflection of how your inner child is feeling. And I didn't used to do inner child work and I have started doing it and it has been life-changing. Your inner child's needs are very basic. It wants love, attention, feeling good enough, nurturing, and feeling safe and cared about, that is all what your inner child needs, so each time we're feeling anxious, each time we're feeling worried, each time we are overthinking after a long period of absence, less or longer, lesser or greater period of absence, every every time we're feeling any negative emotion, tune into your inner child and what he or she is feeling And ask them what it is they need right now, what they are afraid of. And what they're probably going to tell you is something like, I'm afraid that we're never going to be successful. Or I'm afraid that only other people can be successful, but never me, because something is wrong with me. Or I'm afraid that we're going to try so hard, just like last time we tried so hard, and it's not going to work, and that means that something is wrong with me. That is what your inner child is going to tell you. And if you can literally have a dialogue, written dialogue works better with your inner child and have a pact with your inner child that you will always, always, always be there for them and you will always be the loving, caring, nurturing adult or big sister or big brother that they need, it will make a world of difference in how you feel about taking action because now keeping the promises you make to your inner child and showing up for your inner child as, you know, like a parent who keeps a promise to a kid. Maybe the kid wants to go to Disneyland, so the parent says, Okay, let's go to Disneyland and actually does it. Now, when you say, Listen, I'm going to work on this business and I'm going to take action, even if it's scary because we deserve to have abundance, we deserve to have money, and we deserve to have the life we want, I can tell you that you will not want to abandon your inner child. You will feel like this is something you just can't do, that even if it's scary, the fear and anxiety of taking action is still so worth it to show your inner child that you really love and care about them. And the courage you develop as the responsible, loving, caring adult taking charge of their inner child. The courage you develop is immense and is also kind of simple and easy because it's a form of unconditional unconditional love where you say, I am willing to fucking embarrass myself. I am willing to launch and have zero people. I am willing to do a reel that no one will notice because if that means that I'm keeping the promise I made to you to try everything to show you I love you and care about you, it is still worth it. It is a way better feeling to try a launch and flop it, but at least your inner child looking up to you and saying, yeah, you did it, you tried. That is a way better feeling than not launching and procrastinating and kind of being complacent in the comfort of not having failed, but having failed your inner child, who is wondering why the fuck you're not going after your dreams, because the it's not that complicated, right, you need to remember that inner children are, um, are fearless, they just, you know, they don't know how to walk, so they start walking, and then they learn how to walk, like nothing is impossible for them, so they're not going to understand why you're procrastinating, they're like, if you really loved me, you would do what makes us feel good, So I hope that this made sense. Um, All of this inner child work is pretty new to me. It's only a few months old in the stuff I do for myself. But I'm really happy to let you guys know that it has been immensely liberating and life-changing. I had gotten to a point with all of the other modalities and forms of inner work that I used where I felt like nothing was working anymore. And it was kind of reinforcing that very damaging belief that maybe I'm one of those people that just doesn't have what it takes. Or maybe I was lucky once, but I can't be lucky again. Or I'm so, you know, fucked up with damage that all of the hypnosis and EFT on the world, while it works for other people, it can't work for me. And because I had started developing that belief... Of course, I had no motivation and incentive to do EFT and hypnosis on myself because I was like, what's the point? It doesn't work anyway. And since doing the inner child work, and it's so simple yet so powerful, it has completely changed my beliefs about that. And it's kind of like the missing element I've been looking for for so long That is opening all of the fucking doors to everything I ever wanted. Like there is this certainty that is growing stronger and stronger every day. That I will get what I want. That I will manifest my dream life and my dream business. I don't know when but I know it's going to happen for sure. And I didn't have this amount of certainty for maybe a good year. I had it in the very beginning and then it kind of faded away. And now that those doors are open again, I also feel that all of those other modalities like hypnosis and journaling and EFT are working again. So it's as if I had kind of reached a plateau where my existing resources were not really doing the trick anymore. And that is because there was a deeper layer of inner child work that I needed to do. And again, the universe won't allow me to move forward um, unless you know it gives me the opportunity to dig deeper and to open those new doors to abundance and healing that I really needed to experience. So it just, you know, gave me an emotional roller coaster and a shit show of emotions in Costa Rica. so I could actually discover all of these new resources. and now that door, those doors have been open or that the kind of the energetic glass feeling has been shattered, all of those other resources, coming back in full force which is fucking amazing so i hope that it resonates with you please i always tell you guys don't hesitate to send me a message on instagram i love hearing about you if this resonated with resonated with you i'm happy to tell you more and also to give you a heads up the abundance magnet program is coming back in about a month i'm going to reopen enrollment i have not relaunched it in a while because i've been upgrading and adding content to it including a lot of content about healing abandonment and inner child work that is very simple it takes as little as five minutes a day but it is life-changing and really i'm not saying this lightly is life-changing once you know how to apply the methods and once you know how to tend to your inner child's child's needs and once you know how to basically not care about anything, like not care if the launch is going to work or not, not care if the Instagram post is going to get likes or not because when you get to that place of healthy not caring, that's when we can let go of resistance and we all know that. The key to manifesting anything we want is lack of resistance. So I'm really excited about the content upgrades within the abundance magnet, which is already like helping so many people become literal abundance magnets on legs (laughs) and attracting clients money and opportunity. And now it's just going to bring this program to a whole new level. So I will be talking about that more very, very soon. And you can also catch all of the relevant information in the show notes, including hopping on the waitlist to get early bird perks, uh, privileges for enrollment, um, and many other um, great things. So I hope that this episode was helpful. And I will see you next time. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's podcast. Now, if you want to experience the full power of your subconscious mind to manifest more abundance and more clients towards you while you sleep, I've got a gift for you, the Abundance Hypnosis Recording. It will help you let go of imposter syndrome and money blocks directly at the subconscious level and rewire your mind to energetically attract and manifest more abundance in clients. This recording has already helped thousands of women let go of deep-seated limiting beliefs and negative blueprints they didn't even know they had. And all you have to do is go to inaspadarch slash abundance recording in one word. And of course, all of this is in the show notes. So see you next time on the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast.